episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Oh, man, just so much gaming news coming out of the woodworks lately of late. I mean, just written recording today, I mean, we got Final Fantasy VII news, all part two, or AKA Rebirth, and now with Nintendo supposedly having a direct at the end of the month, just so much news has been popping out of recently. It's holy moly. Yeah, it's interesting you're talking about it now and not in our actual news section. You've been on the show for how long? <laughs> well, come on, you gotta you gotta lead into it. I mean, just I may be leading us thick. Tease it, Will. You don't just straight up. No, never mind. Uh, I would yell at Tyler to vent my frustrations, but once again, he ain't here. But this time, it's for a non-personal reason. It's because his brother is apparently ho hosting a party, and the noise will be too loud for a recording. Yeah, you know what my dad would say to that? Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up <laughs> and do your job. Do your freaking job! I mean, the fact that if, if, if uh, he was recording with us, I think we'd probably be snacked up for TOS, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. He's like, Tyler, I'm warning you. If you're not here next week, not only are we going to have a Sonic-focused episode without you, I'm going to promote Scott, who's also here, Skull Good Scott, <laughs> to full-time co-host. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> yeah. We're going to call next episode Super Sonic Mania and make sure you're not a part of it. <laughs> Only Sonic. Yeah. Welcome to the Sonic Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> because we're all we love Sonic, don't we, guys? <laughs> love it. Yeah. All right, I so like Chow's of Sonic. Chow's, yes, yeah. Chow I'll give it Chow's. Chow Garden needs to make a comeback, and that is going to be all my TED Talk is about. Yeah. Yep, yep, oh, yep, hold, yep, yep. Hold on, don't forget about Shadow the Hedgehog too. We need more motorcycle time with the hedgehogs, clearly. Yeah, he needs to get that dang camo, <clears throat> dang camo emeralds. Why don't we see more motorcycles in the Team Sonic Racing game? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right, well, that was Scott. You heard him clearly. Uh, we do have a big show for you today, so we're going to get it all started up with what have you been playing? <laughs> and Will... Since you have played a demo for a, a game that's coming, or a DLC expansion that's coming out soon, why don't you start us off? So, yes, uh, for me, I have actually played the uh, recently released it, uh, Monster Hunter Sunrise demo, and I gotta say, it feels very good. Like, I know this kind of like Capcom's um, kind of main bread and butter regarding to like a Monster Hunter. Like they released the main game and then released with uh, a, new, a very big expansion a la like Iceborne. But Sunbreak uh, is just, it feels really good. Like all the new implica implications, new mechanics from all your weapons, especially like the free running instead of having to use your... Um, uh, your bugs to wall run much better improvements and of course like lab or accessibility options I mean, I, I just want to give one quick spotlight to with the usual great sword uh, Yeah, that those new switch skills very very useful like If you thought the great sword was already an e a good tank as it is that new switch skill easily a godsend of a tank uh, switch skill so if you're a Monster Hunter fan, by all means, like, this is definitely a DLC you want to look forward to. Like, the update, all these new Switch skills coming into play, it, it's going to be very fun. It is going to be very fun. I can only imagine how other players is going to be, um, uh, like, creating these new different combos. And uh, the monsters, the new uh, monsters bringing back the Astalos and as well as the Malzino. Uh, I imagine the defeat the, the Astalos, yeah, very dangerous, but also but doable. But the Malzino... 
that the flagship monster for Sunbreak is, yeah, it is definitely a challenge. Like, in the demo, I mean, obviously with baseline armor, there's really not much, a, sm a very small chance that you can survive, but it, Malzino is definitely a challenge. So once Sunbreak comes out, I can only imagine how tough he will be. And of course, with the new monsters coming back up, uh, I'm just very happy the Gormagala of Monster of the Four Ultimate, I'm thankful for it. Thank you, Gormagala. It's, yeah, I I'm just... I'm a very happy camper. If you're a Monster Hunter fan, it is a very good day for you. So, yeah, Sunbreak, end of the month. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, yeah, aside from that. Uh, apart from a Monster Hunter demo, uh, I actually, more or less before the, the podcast, uh, continue on my trek to, uh, with uh, God of War and actually just being the dragon. So, yeah. So, yeah. God of War, amazing. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, that. And... Of course, naturally, you finish up with Fire Emblem Heroes, and yeah, the new Summer Banner came out, and... Nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, it is. Indeed. If you have not known about it yet, it is the Three Houses Banners once again. Yes, the three main houses of Claude, Dimitri, and Edelgard with Micaiah, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Edelgard uh, uh, with Altina as a duo. Which is and... just the most random pair, like... They don't even try <laughs> sometimes. Oh, like, I first I thought that was Byleth again. I'm like, which I wouldn't have been opposed to per se, because at least it would have been a tie-in. But like, no, let's have like this divine warrior of dawn meet the empress who tried to take over the world for her, you know, quote-unquote righteous journey. Yeah, that they're totally connected. It is clearly the same a, person. It is, <laughs> it is definitely a weird combination. Yes, again, from a person who disregards godhood to a one who's joined with a literal god, a goddess. One, one who served a goddess, like literally, that was her job. That was Altina's job. She wielded, mm -hmm. she wielded the twin blades all the night in Ragnar. That was her job. But no, let's put her with the with the woman that's trying to end all gods because. They look great in bikinis. Yeah! <laughs> Go Fire Emblem Harem! I mean, that's yeah. pretty much how that banner is. <laughs> I know what you expect of the summer band, and of course, naturally, it, uh, with uh, Claude and Dimitri, everybody's been thirsting for them. That's what, I mean, that'd be well, that, that, That's just not them. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't female players out there who aren't thirsting over the guys, but, like, the, the, the treatment of the female characters in the game is just, like, at times over the top. And hey, you know, when you play, you play Devil's Advocate, fine. If you wanted to put a duo of Edelgard with someone, put her with Petra. Petra? Really? But, okay, like, yeah, because they're, they're very close. It, she goes where Edelgard does. You know, they're bound in their own way. It would make more sense than her and Altina. I would have mm -hmm. said Dorothea, but Dorothea's already had the summer banner. So, obviously, we can't. I mean, not that that wouldn't stop them from putting her in another outfit. I mean, it's Dorothea. Hello. Like, mm -hmm. How many times have they done that with Camilla? So, hello. I'm surprised they didn't yeah. do anything with Manuela, honestly. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That is surprising, actually, that they bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only hat was Winter, yeah, Christmas Manuela, so yeah, I was just surprised they didn't do that. There you go, Will. And, we are, and I already know how that, that conversation would have gone. I'm not sure about myself and water. Oh, don't worry, Edelgard. I'm sure the guys will be all over us or something like that. <laughs> uh, it would be. So, I mean, again, the fact that we have, we will have two Veronica Taylor characters in that battle would be kind of funny. That but, would be funny. Uh, uh, but I digress, I digress. But The only good thing about Micaiah is Veronica Taylor. I said it, Tyler! <laughs> I said it, Tyler! But I know a lot of people are kind of excited because, again, Claude is the four-star D-mode, so we're Fallen Star, so actually a very good ability. So, I don't know. This banner, obviously, a very... Uh, 
is a, a a cash banner, obviously, for just basically sucking orbs out, but it is a very solid banner, so who knows how many people are going to summon on it, so, but, OG, yeah. I wonder how many people are going to summon in a gacha game with, you know, scantily clad women. Yeah, G will. I wonder how many people are going to do that. I mean, you gotta give, I mean, aside from the whole Altina outfit, this is <laughs> more or very, very modest. Come I, on. I will, three out of the, uh, three out of the five? Three out of the five, I would admit, are, are more modest than I would have been expecting. Which means I'm I'm glad I could be surprised, but even still, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. But I what about my, you? I'm on my soapbox, and I will not be pushed off of it. Well, until the next summer banner, until that the is. Next summer banner. <laughs> then I'll probably get on a higher one. Anyway. <laughs> All right, All that'll right. be it for me. Yeah, that'll be right. it for me. Scott, how about you? <clears throat> Alrighty, so the last few days I've been playing the Shredder's Revenge game. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a great game, by the way. <laughs> were you in this stream with Keith? Yes. Yeah, we have, we do, Outer Haven does have a streaming channel. We have a YouTube channel, and we put up a, uh, or we as an Outer Haven, put up a uh, Shredder's Revenge. Didn't you have like five of you? Yeah, we had five people, which yeah. was actually insane. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, please go on. We can't get anyone to actually play, you know, any of the Borderlands games or the tiny tinas with us but mm -hmm. once we get shredder's revenge it's just like the entire team's just like oh we can play <laughs> well that that just goes to show you you know there ain't no west for the wicked but everybody loves pizza that is very true <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was playing that and i was uh playing still the three hopes demo and i got through the second oh yeah, yeah route yeah. and i started a lot of the third route so hopefully <laughs> um, I can finish the third route before. Well, I mean, I probably will finish, be able to finish the third route before the game comes out. But I now have two and a half saves where I can just continue from that spot. <laughs> really? Because for me, I actually, yeah, I forgot to uh, mention the three hopes. Yeah, I only currently going with the air guard route right now, and just kind of, I just want to build up on the the support composition. Which I gotta say, Shez and the, and the dynamic with the other casts. I mean, for me, what I seen in the three houses. Uh, um, Black Eagles is like, I don't know, I, I kind of like this dynamic a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I, I really actually enjoy uh, the characterization of Shez, but I also think it's also fun to actually have voice acting for the main mm. protagonist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true that, true that, yes, yes. I, I still haven't played it, but I am I am eagerly awaiting. We are like a week away. Um, I seriously can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I've heard some really good things about the demo, not just from you two, so this is exciting. I, I really think this is going to be just an extension, if not evolution, of what we got with Age of Calamity, which I really love. I really, really love Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for that, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are enjoying it so much. So, yeah, we're all a week away. We're almost <laughs> I'm there. Excited. We're almost there. Ugh. All right, as for me, I admit I have not had as much time to play because I was at a Comic-Con, uh, and thank God it was before this heat wave hit. I mean, I was like, seriously, like, a day. I got home the day before the heat wave hit. It was that bad. Um, I was at Superman Celebration in Metropolis, Illinois. I had one of my best cons ever, like, period. And, and, and in only two days. Usually I go for three days, but this was a two-day con for me. And I did really, really well, so thanks to all who came out. Um... No Nintendo cosplays. There's always usually like one or two. I saw absolutely none. And yeah, I know it's Superman Celebration, DC Comics, Marvel, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's always like one person. There was nobody. There was no Nintendo faithful. I blame all of you. Okay. <laughs> yes, I blame you, our viewership, for not finding me in Metropolis and saying, hey, <laughs> no. 
uh, I can honestly say I've had no one come up to me at, at a con and say, oh, I know you're from NEP. That's the dream. That's the dream, but not yet. Um, so obviously I've been playing Fae and, uh, you know, gathering orbs and doing all these other things. Uh, I, I've been having some interesting luck recently because they've been, because of Three Hopes, they've been cycling through right, uh, right, right, banners right. for three houses. And I, at times, will be like, you know what? I want to summon this one for Dimitri. And I find that I summon Dimitri. <laughs> or I get or I get Ingrid or Edelgard. And it's just like, where is this when I actually like want to get new characters? Like, <laughs> what, like no, seriously, like today. Today I was there was one that had Dimitri. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll dig Dimitri. Let's let's try and summon him. Boom, there's Dimitri. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I got Catherine another time. It was just like, I love Catherine. I really do, but it's just like, why is it easy to get her? And not, you know, like a new character, like from the recent banner, instead of me having to do all 40 summons and then still be missing two characters. I'm like, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking for a little better RNG. You are not getting my money again, Three Houses. You haven't gotten it in years, and you're never getting it again, okay? So stop it. Uh, the other thing, obviously, I've been playing is Arkham City. I haven't had as much time to play due to work and other things. I'll be playing it a little bit late tonight. Um... This one's going to take me longer to complete just because there's so much to do. Yeah, I, still, yeah. I still haven't completed all the side quests. The Riddler trophies are going to take forever. But I will do it because I know I did not complete Arkham City in 100% last time. And I want to before I go on to Arkham Knight. And this game is just so much fun. The details, the voice acting. I mean, this is a game from 2016, I think. Something like that. And it still holds up. Like, this is... I would put this game up against just about anything out there on the market, new or older and new and i i just love this game it's it's so much fun and if you if you have it on steam seriously okay I'm, oh my god this thing is from 2011 <laughs> this game is a decade old and i would put this over a lot of the modern gen or the the next gen games that we have right now oh i said it all right name me a game and don't say spider-man name me a game <laughs> that can that can you know easily rival uh batman arkham city oh what about halo infinite Whack. nope oh oh what about ratchet and clank rift apart Whack. Nope. i actually was gonna say that yeah. yes <laughs> oh what about fire emblem three houses okay now i can have a discussion uh no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm a homer what do you want from me uh no but seriously this game is just so good and if you haven't played it in a while go and treat yourself it's totally worth it and there are potentially new rumors of another Arkham game being made. And I'm not talking about Gotham Knights, but it, I, th I heard it from somewhere. If it's true, I am all for it because I love this franchise. It's, it's, it's this set so many tones. It deserves to continue. And if that's through Gotham Knights or Kill the, Su or Kill the Justice League, it's fine. But, you know, we kind of need to actually have the games come out and then we can judge them. That's kind of how it works. At least we have a release date for Gotham Don't Knights. Jinx <laughs> the game was supposed to be out by now, and look how it's already been delayed like a thousand times. Don't get me started on Kill the Justice League. So <laughs> we had a release year, and then another release year, and then uh, maybe next year. Yeah, another release year. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. <laughs> I'm going to milk your pre-orders dry. <laughs> um, also, oh, and this is not the gaming news, but it's uh, Will told me that uh, he saw a post online of someone got an Ike statue. Um, it was one that I ordered last year, and it's it's one of those good smile ones. He had to order like a year in advance, and apparently it looks great. And Will asked me, hey, Todd, did you get yours? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, my ETA was July. 
So I still got time. Then when I went to the Good Smile website, they said that they're having shipping issues, but they're trying to fix it. So when I get it, I will let you all know because that thing is as good as a game. Like this is like a super detailed Radiant Ike statue, and it, I I can't wait to place it next to all my DC comic statues and everything because it will be glorious and I will love it. So <laughs> uh, it will be my next profile picture, I'm sure. So, uh, <laughs> all right, and now we head to the news because there honestly is quite a bit to get to this week so it's time to go down the warp pipe and first live alive yes we have gotten two new trailers this week and one of them was for the present day where we basically meet ryu yeah no not that ryu the other ryu <laughs> no not hayabusa ryu from street fighter okay different ryu totally different uh, also, who would win between Ryu and Ryu? Maybe Ryu? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's Ryu, but Ryu makes a strong case for himself. Okay? I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, we got the present day trailer where we meet a martial artist. I, I kid you not, this is actually a story. He's going through a tournament to try and become the best in the world, which is Street Fighter. Literally. <laughs> um, I'm tr I, I want to be the very best. No way, that's Pokemon. Uh, and then we have, apparently, there's a secret story chapter. It's true. If you beat all seven stories in the main game, you will get a secret medieval level where you will play as a knight who has to recruit some heroes to go and save a princess. But don't worry, she's in another castle. Good <laughs> reason. Um, so, like, that makes it, I'm, it makes me even more excited because it's now like, no, you don't have seven stories, you have eight. It's like, you were going to be, how am I going to beat this before a Xenoblade comes out? Yeah, just like, again, yeah. this, this summer is just getting packed up now. It's just like, I don't have time. You want me to, I have to work for games, but I can't play said games. Come on, what are you doing to me, video game industry? I, I, will, I know I've made this joke before, but my when I was in college, I had a teacher, his name is Alex Jarrett. And he said, you guys don't realize how lucky you have it. Enjoy this time to play your video games. Because when you're an adult, you won't have time. And I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> now I'm lucky if I can get an hour a night with Arkham City. Mm -mm. So, the pain is real. The pain is real. Pain is very, very <clears throat> However, there are times when our pain has been alleviated, such as with Sora in Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yes, how's that for a segue? Uh, <laughs> so Sora in Smash Brothers was a moment that still makes me cry. I watched the trailer. It still makes me cry. It's 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 fact. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yep, yep. It's just the music and like the joy of Sora flying through the air, like all the characters watching him and like the shot of him floating over everybody. It's like, oh my gosh, Sora's finally here. Oh, so good. Um, but we got a little more insight into how uh Sora came into the game, or actually how he almost didn't. Because as you <laughs> might recall, Masahiro Sakurai actually approached Disney and said, hey, I want to put Sora in Smash Brothers. Can we do it? And they said yes. Apparently, though, his creator, Tetsuya Nomura, wasn't exactly sure. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, obviously, I was happy that we were able to have Sora make an appearance in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Most of the feedback when Sora was announced for Smash Brothers was, I can't believe Disney okayed him to be in the game. Behind the scenes, I was actually the one being very picky about his appearance in Smash Brothers. Disney was the one like, go ahead. This is a great opportunity. I thought it would be tough to pull off because it might clash with the established lore of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I 
That's what he says. And the Disney World, so it was an opportunity I had to consider very carefully. After seeing how happy everybody was in welcoming Sora Smash Brothers, I feel like the end result was was really great. Well, no kidding! <laughs> I mean, this isn't Star Wars. It's not like adding one thing is going to ruin the entire lore and universe. It's not like Star Wars. Come on! What did you think? Smash Brothers is the last Jedi? Zing. Uh, I just wonder if he apparently thought that Smash Brothers was canon to everything else. And... I know! <laughs> like, and I know this is like a weird thing to ask, but like, does he know what Smash Brothers is? Like, this isn't some spin-off of all the Nintendo worlds. This is us saying, hey, what would happen if you had all these characters together in a fighting game? The lore is just, they're fighting. We make up lore, like with Subspace Emissary or World of Light, but it's not canon canon. Right. 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 I, just, I don't remember the, the, the text from Fire Emblem where it talks about Marth and Ike teaming up with Meta Knight or Samus <laughs> or Samus freeing Pikachu from a ship when it was being used as a battery. Right, right, right. And somehow Snake of Konami got into yeah. Meta Knight's ship. How? Yeah, I have no idea. Exactly. It's just, again, this is pure <laughs> fan fiction material. And Nomura is like really that picky of like, yeah, again, established lore, like, uh, granted, that that kind of also gives me the question, like, if they could all added um, a sword into Smash, like, why is it, I mean, granted, obviously with legal troubles, but, but why is it they couldn't do with Donald and Goofy? I mean, sure, most likely due to the license of Disney, but it would have been so nice to actually have, have Disney characters like Donald and Goofy at least to feel the complete trio, I feel. Yeah, I think that one was honestly about a legality and, uh, like, licensing issues. I mean, think, think about what they had to do to make Kingdom Hearts in the first place. They had to put original characters with Disney characters and Final Fantasy. Like, that's a lot of... And that was in the PS2 era before everything... Let's be honest. Before everything, like, really exploded in the good way of, like... Yeah. And that right, game. right, 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 right. So that, that, that was, like, the perfect time to do it. Try and make something like that today outside of Smash Brothers, which is established. Not so much. And no, I don't count Nickelodeon, All-Star Brawler, Multiverses. That's an entirely different thing. Um, yeah, that's that, their own properties. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's a different property. <laughs> exactly. That's like that's like OG Smash Brothers when it was just Nintendo characters. Of course they can do it. They're Nintendo. They own them all. So, yep. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, oh, I didn't want the lore to be ruined. Right. Because as we all know, uh, I almost said Star Wars, uh, Kingdom Hearts lore isn't confusing at all. <laughs> I mean, this is this is not Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, yes, there's Five Nights at Freddy's lore, which is like that's a separate piece of its own. But then yeah. you go to college, which is is Kingdom Hearts lore. That is just full on college thesis lore. Yeah, no, no. Kingdom Hearts lore is that uh, what was that Lopez Pepe thing from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> the conspiracy board. You know, that's Kingdom Hearts lore. It's like, but yeah, I I just imagine Nomura as that. Yeah, because <laughs> he's trying to be more lore. I can't fit Smash Brothers on this board. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, but look, but look, this was Sora. Except it wasn't Sora. It was Roxas. It was Roxas is nobody. But then, but then Sora died. But wait, just a second. He's not dead. He's in Japan, which is not really Japan. It's afterlife. It's like, yeah, but hey, let's not put him in Smash Brothers because of lore. <laughs> If you want to do a lore, just do it in between his death and his, I guess, afterlife yeah. life. <laughs> or, or you could say that Smash Brothers is a hallucination from Sora. Done. <laughs> it's one of his dreams that he has. That makes no exactly. sense. <laughs> yeah. All right, but again, like, and like Kingdom Hearts makes sense. Really? Thankfully, cooler heads prevailed. And yet, somehow, we only got a cloud version of Kingdom Hearts. Moving on, because we also need to talk about Final Fantasy. 
Um, in two parts, we're going to talk about the Final Fantasy characters and then the Final Fantasy game. So, uh, continuing on with our Nomura discussion, Scott, take it away. I'm just excited because uh, we got announced recently that the Crisis Core remaster is going to be on Nintendo Switch. And like everything else, but it'll be on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but we, we can play it portably again. But we don't know if it's a cloud version or a physical version. We gotta make that sure. is the problem. If it's a yeah. cloud version, I'll have to get the PlayStation 1 instead. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> like, I mean, I'm glad that we're, we're, like, we're getting all these different uh, entries to the Switch library. But again, one, well, Kingdom Hearts 3 is a cloud version. And of course, naturally, with Final Fantasy 15, we have the pocket version. Like, okay, like, Great. Can you give us a give Nintendo Switch a bone here at least bring it to physical co copies or at least keep it digital like that? Come on. I mean, if they really want it, they could do like their remakes of the Final Fantasy 3 and 4 back on Switch. Or not back, but on Switch because it was on like the DS. Mm, right, right. <laughs> or they could do the Pixel remasters, but I don't know if they care about those anymore. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that's a market that they don't really care too much these days. I mean, again, they, they pretty much put all the money with their current projects right now with the recently announced that uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth or Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. So it's just like, yeah, they're, they're getting ready for that one. Yeah. Can really call it a Remake Part Two if they're not really making Final Fantasy VII anymore. <laughs> mm, right. Uh, look, I... I, I, there was a lot of Final Fantasy news today, and, and naturally a lot of people are making fun of it for for fair reasons, like how the next part two of Final, Fa Final Fantasy VII Remake, Rebirth, is coming out next winter. When next winter? I don't know. He's on third, and I don't care. <laughs> Glad someone got that joke. I told that joke at a con the other day, and I got like nothing but Blake stares. And I go, "You don't know who's on first? He goes, "Yeah, I know who's on first." <laughs> uh, I think that may be part of the boomer culture of jokes, if anything else. I am thirty-three years old. I am not that old, or am I? I don't know. Anyway, uh, like I'm, I'm happy for them, but I, I guarantee you that game is going to be delayed until 2024. Guarantee it. Um. As long as we get <clears throat> Crisis Core this year, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I think that's just so random that we're getting Crisis Core. That's why I'm thinking that we're actually going to get the cloud version because they did it with Kingdom Hearts, and since we're not getting Final Fantasy VII Remake, why would we get Crisis Core in a physical version outside of just a money grab, which we all know that they are very capable of. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd I say know. usually they care about their Final Fantasy VII properties, but as that usual means... it doesn't always happen because we have the first soldier that exists <laughs> yeah, that's not game a game that i recommend anybody it <laughs> is definitely hard it is definitely hard to play i try a little bit and it's just like it's very in, in my opinion very convoluted it's like battle royals just aren't meant on phones it's not worth it <laughs> yeah i look if you're a final fantasy fan I, i'm happy for you um you got a lot to look forward to. But uh, clearly, Scott didn't listen to me when I said to talk about the Nomura stuff first. So he he mentioned in that interview about Kingdom Hearts and him, Sora being a Smash <laughs> Brothers that he's not sure if Final Fantasy is going to return to Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yes, that Which part. Is odd. <laughs> yeah, listen to the prompts. Listen to the prompts, Scott. Go on. Alrighty. So, yeah, it is interesting because he was talking about how he feels that the original characters of Kingdom Hearts is more important to it than the Final Fantasy characters. He brought it, He said he only brought in the Final Fantasy characters as a way to give them, well, basically more characters in the game to interact off of. They wanted it mostly to be Kingdom Hearts characters and Disney. 
with Final Fantasy is just helping them get to that point. But they did say they're trying to think of other ways if they want to bring more Final Fantasy characters back or not, because he is listening to the criticism of people who are unhappy that there are no Final Fantasy characters anymore. Yeah, I don't... Uh, look, I, I heard that there were no Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. That was their choice. I understand that. But given their importance overall to the Kingdom Hearts lore... And, and you want to talk about lore? They made up uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> lore. I mean, Squall became Leon. How's that lore? Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> like, and I mean, how would you want to be called Squall? No. Yeah, and again, the fact <laughs> they had two games having Sephiroth and not the third game and breaking tradition. Like, come on, that's pretty much They tradition. even had Zack and freaking Birth by Sleep as a main character. So it's there just like, there, there's a lot of main characters of Final Fantasy that show up in even, like, the spin-off games. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird that they're deciding that, well, it's not supposed to be important anymore. Though I will say that another thing that he said was interesting was that he wasn't anticipating the characters in Birth by Sleep or 358-2 Days to be popular. And that's the reason why he brought them back, is because they became popular. So which apparently means that he probably didn't care about adding those characters into Final Fantasy III originally. Uh... I don't pretend to understand that man's mind. <laughs> I'm it, I wouldn't try. <laughs> it's an enigma again. The fact that he created the lore and just created all these different characters. And don't forget, he also did create characters for Xenia Chronicles 2 as well. So don't forget about that. So, <laughs> like, it's just, like, crazy. Like, come on. Z um, I, I, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, they just go together. And they like, do. You just don't omit something so important to a franchise like Kingdom Hearts without Final Fantasy. I mean, Disney, Kingdom Hearts, and and Final Fantasy, those three main series all together, and it's just like, boom, you got something. Yeah, is it really a proper crossover if we don't have the Final Fantasy part of that? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they better bring in Sephiroth back in Kingdom Hearts 4, because yeah. I, I want to have a Sephiroth battle again. I want to get my butt kicked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. Thank goodness. We have, let's see, oh yeah, this is a piece of news that technically is not Nintendo related, but it's absolutely Nintendo related. <laughs> because in Japan, over the weekend, there was a certain release, and that release was Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the next anime movie, animated movie from the franchise. And the English dub trailer debuted not long after that and of course features all the the all-star cast that's been with the series for you know a long 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 time yeah <laughs> but there are some new characters in the show mainly they're new characters of the red ribbon army it won't explain it it's dragon ball lore see that is lore namura um so, <laughs> i can't resist uh, toriyama versus obura this is the lore we want <laughs> so, no, 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 no tetsuro namura versus hideo kojima Oh my gosh, that I, that I, would just be mind-boggling. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, 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 how about Satoshi Mora and freaking Suda51? Oh, that oh, is crazy. Oh. Triple, threat, triple threat match. Who, who could get more convoluted? Anyway, <laughs> so in the, there are new characters for the Red Ribbon Army, and one of them is a character called Magenta. And trust me, that's not the weirdest name in Dragon Ball history. And it isn't. It's really not. Um, guess who's voicing him? Charles Martinet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The voice of Mario is now the voice of a villain in Dragon Ball, which means he has a bigger role in a Dragon Ball movie than the actual Super Mario movie. 
Oh, that just feels bad. <laughs> it does feel bad. It's horrible. Like, what is this madness? Like, come on. I mean, the only thing I also know from Charles Martin is that, again, he was an Elder, uh, Elder uh, Skyrim Dragon. That's pretty much the other notable role I remember him as. But, yeah, it's just... Wow, such, such a breathtaking role. <laughs> he almost had a name. <laughs> yeah, he almost got some words. <laughs> so, yeah... Like, this news, I mean, great for Charles Martinet as well, the rest of the cast of Alex Lays uh, and the rest of it all. So, yeah, being part of the Dragon Ball uh, universe. So, but, yeah, like you said, Todd, the fact that he got a much more, a good supporting role over than being a cameo role in the Mario movie is just like, <laughs> the, 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 I don't know, it feels like it's way too disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, we get it. You can't always... How do I say this fairly? You can't always stick with who brought you. Actually, this is actually a good reference to the Lightyear movie that is coming out. Um, <laughs> there's this big debacle about whether you know Chris, whether Chris Evans should have been the voice or whether Tim Allen should have been the voice because Tim Allen has been Buzz Lightyear for you know all the movies in the house. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. But as, as they fairly explained, this isn't about the toy. This is about the man who inspired the toy. And like any toy you've ever gotten, the voice of the toy is not the voice of the actor or actress from the movie or cartoon or what have you they get a listen or a listen alike a, a like voice or whatever and that is who you hear and so that makes sense with this though you have the voice of mario you have the only voice okay i think there's technically <laughs> was he the voice in the cartoon i don't wasn't that so. lou albano i know lou albino albano captain so. lou albano albano yeah no but no he he wasn't the voice i think Maybe he was. I don't remember now. Okay, you have the voice of Mario from the video games. Let's put it to you that way. The only voice of Mario. <laughs> the one that matters. The one that matters. Okay, the one that matters. And you say, hey, we have this guy who we know likes Mario. He loves doing Mario. He even said he dreams about Mario and he wants to play Mario until he dies. And then you go, hey, for this movie that is totally unproven, that we haven't done anything like this in ever, and we want to make sure it resonates with fans, what's more... That's oh, a better idea. Having the actual voice of Mario from the games be the voice here, or get Chris Pratt. <laughs> you chose the wrong answer. <laughs> you chose poorly, and they dissolved into dust. I mean, I can only. I would love to see. I mean, granted, we just had strikers, but I would like to hear more lines of Mario from the voice of Mario. This is like. Maybe, I don't know, maybe people will take voice clips from that movie and just put them in, in I don't know, AMVs and on YouTube videos or whatsoever, <laughs> or TikToks. But yeah, I would like to hear more like full-fledged sentences coming from Mario. It's just like, yeah, missed opportunity right there, Nintendo. Yeah. Again, now for the record, again, he is a bad guy in a movie. I don't know how big Magenta's role is, but he is significant in that he's part of the rebirth of the Red Ribbon Army, who are a key part of Dragon Ball lore. The he has a name. He has a name. <laughs> and also, the fact that he is a he is the voice of Mario who wears red, and now he's a guy named Magenta is just perfect. <laughs> he can't escape that shade, man. Um, I don't think he wants to. <laughs> hey, do you suppose that when they were casting chris pratt this proves that he wasn't red in oh <laughs> uh, 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 boy so if no and for the record 
a lot of people not only love this, they supported the heck out of Martinet to the extent that he actually thanked everyone on social media for all the support when they found out he was going to be a magenta in the show. So that just proves how many people know who this man is and how stupid Nintendo was for going for the all-star cast instead of actually, like, you know, having the voice from the games. And, and, and we, you know what? We still haven't heard Chris Pratt's Mario voice. I don't have high hopes. I don't either. I don't have high hopes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, okay, this is easily one of the odder pieces of news. And yes, that last one was odd, but this is this is weirder because <laughs> we're talking about my favorite franchise, Fire Emblem. Um, no, it's not about the Fey banners. We've already talked about that. So this is about a rumor leak, insider, yada yada. You know, you know what it is. Um, basically, according to them, and this is from an established insider. I want to be I want to be clear about that. They, this is from uh, Emily Rogers, and she said that there is a new Fire Emblem game coming. Not Three Hopes. That's something different. It obviously already announced. This is an entirely new game, but it's been done for over a year, and they're just waiting to announce it. Which is odd <laughs> for various reasons. Second, this game is a collaboration between Intelligent Systems, Koei Tecmo, and Gust, who I'll have uh, Scott explain in a minute. And the graphics are said to be an improvement over three houses, which is cool. Um, yeah, I really don't know what to make of this, and some of you might not realize who Gust is, so Scott, take it away. Alrighty, so Gust Studios is a development-like studio underneath the Koei Tecmo banner. They do a lot of the turn-based games that come out of that, out of that like publishing studio. Their most notable games are usually the Atelier series. Like Atelier Sophie, Atelier Ryza became very popular because of the main character. And they usually utilize a lot of mixed kind of like graphics aesthetics with their anime aesthetics. Um, one of the ones I guess that are notable that people probably have actually played have noticed is their fairy tale game that came out a few years ago. And honestly, I really love the Gus Studios because that's I'm a big turn-based um, guy, so I like playing a lot of turn-based games. So having Gus Studios do a lot of the turn-based system, and the fact that they brought it back for Sophie, because Ryza was their introduction of like a partial turn-based, partial mm -hmm, live mm -hmm, system mm -hmm. with their alchemy. Uh, the Sophie system, uh, the Sophie series, then brought back the turn-based, and then added a whole lot more of things you can do with the turn-based system. And so I'm really excited to see because they always have something unique with their game systems. Even when they do basically just turn-based, but they always have some like unique thing they do in every single one of their games, whether it's just like a placement that matters, or sometimes they'll have it where you can have like eight party members, four in the front, four in the back, and if like one gets attacked, you can swap in the middle of an attack, and you can have like a double attack, or you can have someone guard and then instantly swap places from the back to the front. Like there's a lot of systems that they can they put in place with Gus Studios. But the only thing that I have issues with with Gus is their PC ports are usually atrocious, <laughs> but they are always pretty good on the Switch. So if they're having a, so a Fire Emblem game from Gus Studios is actually pretty smart because they are usually pretty good at developing stuff on the Switch. Yeah, and some details, and again, these are unconfirmed rumors and blah blah blah, say that the game is going to be you playing as a character who will get to summon Fire Emblem characters in order to fight or something. Okay, <laughs> we'll be talking about this more in the main event, but this is definitely I just the thing that gets me, and this is why I don't know if I can actually believe this yet, 
is they're saying that this has been done for over a year. Mm-mm-mm. And they're just, quote, waiting to announce it. You've had time. <laughs> you had time during development. How many directs have we had since then? <laughs> exactly. You've had time during development. You've had time apparently after development. You've had multiple, multiple uh, Nintendo directs. And technically, if it was indeed over a year done, you had the previous E3, which I know wasn't E3, but you had the previous E3 period where you could have announced it and said, hey, this is one of the big games we're coming out next year. Did you do that? No. So, there, in this day and age, holding a game for over a year is just ludicrous. It's What, what purpose does that serve? What point does that go to? To say, hey, we've had this game ready for over a year. If they were worried about Three Hopes being in contention with it, they could have either delayed Three Hopes or made sure that uh, this game came out sooner. And hey, here's a thought. You guys had Advance Wars supposedly coming out in December last year, and then you delayed it. You could have subbed it in for that. So there's no reason why it, it A, shouldn't be out right now. There was no other final games to contend with outside of Heroes, which they could have obviously done a lead into with the game. And the the idea that, hey, we're just waiting to announce it, it makes me worried about what this game actually is. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is, that... This long to announce it, do they really, is this going to be another Federation Force? <laughs> Uh, I just I mean, wonder if like like it may be done in development or if they have like quality assurance going over it and just like pecking at it or something. Yeah. There must mind. be some reason why it either hasn't been announced or if they're just I don't know sitting on it as like a surprise re- release like shadow drop it. Right, right, right. That that's kind of like my inkling of of what they're probably going for because like obviously with. This year is more or less been claimed by Elden Ring just because how big that game is. But I don't think that that game is supposedly to, to contend with that with that Elden Ring itself. So I'm pretty sure it, it's gonna be a, have, have its own audience, no doubt about that. At the final audience, but as I said, why they kept this thing under wraps for an entire year, just ready, just waiting for its time to be released, is just like. I don't know, unless they have something else, to, I don't know, be a QA department, upgrading, adding a bit more content, I don't know what it, what their what their deal is. It's just like, it's definitely just that whole There's one thing I know about Gus Studios is they're notorious with a lot of cosmetics. Yes, yes, unfortunately, like, yeah, if anything That's else... That's pretty much most DLC they have in any of their games, is basically cosmetics. I think Koi Tecmo Art is infamous for cosmetics, unfortunately, yes. they're infamous. Yep, we're doomed. <laughs> so, also, I don't buy the Elden Ring argument because they they released a lot of major games like right after Elden Ring. They had Kirby and the Forgotten Land. They had uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. They were gonna have Advance Wars. So, I'm not I'm not worried about. Right, they've right, never right, been right, worried right. about other systems unless it's right, 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 right on top right, of right. their releases. So, I don't know what's going on here. That's why, again, don't believe the rumors until they are actually proven. So, until it happens, it's not true. So, but again, we'll definitely talk about this as the main event because it's funny. All right, next up we have, okay, this is a fascinating piece of news. Like, I love gaming history, but this is insane. So, uh, a channel called uh, Did, you, oh, the, Did You Know Gaming, they do history, find lost lore about uh, video game top titles that were incredi- are incredibly popular. And they decided to go back and look at Red and Green, the original Japanese releases of the Pokemon franchise. They discovered that uh, via 
past interviews that the uh, designers were actually going to take your trainer ID number and do something truly, I'll dare say, revolutionary for the time period. What they would do is that there would be a number for your trainer ID between 1 and 65,000. Uh, sorry, 65,535. And in each version of the game, from 1 to 65,535, you would get a different layout of the Pokemon world in terms of forests and grasslands and everything, and different Pokemon that you would meet. So that's, again, 65,000 different versions of the game, depending on which trainer ID you would have. And it would be attached to the actual cartridge of the game so that the system could know which, which version to show. And their question at the time, and this was their only question apparently, was would it, it would it would how would they def describe the ID number to people? And so fr franchise creator Satoshi Tajiri asked about this and was asked about this back in the day, and he talked about about telling this to Shigeru Miyamoto. He said, I talked to Miyamoto about how we make players understand that every cartridge is different when they buy one. And he told me that the system sounded interesting, but it was difficult, difficult to grasp. He said, if players can't tell just by looking at it, then it won't work out. It would be better if the game color or appearance were different, end quote. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> like, and it's been going like that since forever. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> And we've, we've joked about Miyamoto like ruining <clears throat> things like Paper Mario, but this is one time where he probably saved a franchise. Because think about that. In the 90s, they were making basically a roguelike mm. with, with Game Boy technology. Again, it wouldn't be the biggest of differences. It'd be like, imagine the Viridian Forest. It, the 65,000 versions would be placing the grass areas differently or making the forest bigger or smaller itself. All right, It wasn't massively changing things but it would play different between the 65,000 different versions which is incredible to think about in the 90s but yeah it was better that they just did red versus green you know it's the same world but different pokemon and everything and that helped influence the rest of the franchise but it shows how big and creative they were trying to get with pokemon right from the start and again, like the only problem was indeed that lack of technology that we have now. Like, yeah, if, if there was something like a roguelike generator in the early 90s, like, yeah, every single copy of your, of your games is different. No one would have the same experience. It's just like, that would have been, yeah, as you said, what is so big that, like, I don't know, that one part area completely different from you. Like, you can't go on the internet for help, can't use a guide for help. <laughs> it is completely on That it. would be cool, actually. <laughs> right. It was before the internet days. So, yeah, yeah that would have been something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, there were some changes that they thankfully overrode in a different way. Like, they were actually considering not doing player versus player battles. Thankfully, that changed. <laughs> yes, thankfully. But, uh... So that probably would have been a pain to have to figure out in the beginning. <laughs> Remember, the link cable sucked. I hated, yes, it did. <laughs> I hated the link cables, but I did it because I wanted to battle my friend in Pokemon. And thankfully, that, that grew over time until we eventually got the internet connection. But again, in the 90s, they were pushing things so far for a handheld system. And remember, the Game Boy was the, truly, was the first truly successful handheld platform that wasn't like a Game & Watch. All right, because yep. there, were, there was the Sega Game Gear. There were all these other ones that took like a thousand batteries and would let you play for two hours. And then the, the Game Boy was four AA batteries and you could play for days. So they were pushing this technology, which they weren't probably sure that they could get to sell. Then it did. And then they're like, hey, why don't we make 65,000 versions of this game? <laughs> wow. 
I'm I, I just I love the these are the piece things that you never think about because you think oh naturally they went to like the red and green and blue and yellow versions like of course that's all they thought about no it wasn't actually <laughs> they went much deeper there's a lot that goes into the creative process yeah so next time you think oh i wish they could have gone more complex or i wish they could have gone simpler maybe they did maybe they didn't <laughs> you really don't know okay you really don't know Moving on to something else we don't know about, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. Oh, what's that, Tyler? You're very excited for Sonic Frontiers? Shut up! <laughs> you're clearly biased, and you know it. Uh, like, listen, every other day, I swear, for like the last two weeks, it's been peace about Sonic Frontiers. Oh, this is going to be a good game. Peace about Sonic Frontiers. Oh, this is going to be a bad game. Peace about Sonic Frontiers. Oh, this is going to be a good game. Peace about Sonic Frontiers. Oh, this is going to be a bad game. I'm tired of it. I'm not even going to get, I was never going to get this game in the first place. And I'm tired of it, right? <laughs> like, I heard that the, the IGN demo that they showed, you know, the one that was really bad and whatever. Oh, that was apparently an alpha demo, not indicative of the real game. Then why did you give it to IGN? <laughs> like, why did you do that? And then there was the, the demo released over the weekend for one of the showcases or whatever. And it was a better realization. And they let, like, the, I, I, I heard Gerard, the completionist, shout out to Gerard. And Golden Boy, shout out to Golden Boy on G4X Play, and they played it, and they ha they got to do it for, like, over an hour or so, and so they got to really, like, dig deep into it, and they said it was fun. They said that the controls are really tight, that you felt like you really could control Sonic, which is a good thing. It's but... something we haven't felt in a while. No. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you could say it's something the game's trying to force us to do. Uh... Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. My puns are unleashed. Moving on. And, you know, they're saying the gameplay is tight, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but, you know, then I hear a story like the the campaign is going to take 20 to 30 hours to complete for a Sonic game. <laughs> it is longer than most. <laughs> that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. I love long campaigns and story modes, you know, uh, Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, Final Fantasy, one of the few ones I've played. And yeah, I've never been really a Final Fantasy guy, believe it or not. Uh, I don't mind playing a game for hours and hours and hours. As long as it makes sense. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> is about going fast. If you told me you had an eight-hour Sonic campaign across all the worlds, sure, fine. As long as it felt like a Sonic game, that's great. You're asking me to play a Sonic game for 30 hours. Okay. Could they make it work? Sure. I mean, possible. it's definitely a possibility. <laughs> possible. But... Like the only thing I can imagine that if they want to do something like that is like, like the like a Sonic game having that entire massive world, and of course with that Shadow of the Colossus boss, like, actually, yeah, it was very suggestive in a sense. It's just like, okay, so Sonic is going to be going around these things, pacing off these giant Colossus, Colossus enemies to 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 what? What's the, what's the goal? And like all these different like uh, separate stages, like separate puzzle stages, like. Yeah, these rails out of nowhere. What do they serve? It's like again, like if you want to do something like similar, like to add up Breath of the Wild or even Horizon Zero Dawn or any other open world games, it's got to have at least some sort of thing to make it worth it, as you said, Todd. But and for a Sonic game, which is meant to be fast and just like go speeding, beat rushing, uh, beating time limits, or just getting rings and all that, is just yeah, it's definitely a new ground for for Sonic. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those, like, if it's going to be kind of like where you don't play it all the way through 
You have to like basically pace yourself, otherwise it might just get boring. <laughs> but, but again, that's not that's not the point of, of a Sonic game. You could do that with a Mario game. Like, yeah. If you tell me like I don't I don't know how long it took to complete. Actually, I'll ask Will. How long did it take you to complete Super Mario Odyssey? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, if I recall correctly, I believe I think I did almost like almost like fifty hours. There I you go. I, I'll probably I'll check it out. Hang on, hang on. I'll check it out. <laughs> It was about 60 but for me, just, so that sounds just, about right. <laughs> let's just say 50 hours. Why do I believe that in a Mario title? Because you're exploring the lands, you're trying to, in this case, you're trying to get all the moons. You know, there was a lot of difficult challenges to do. That's inherent to the Mario universe. Exploration, trying out all these different puzzles and tasks, and so on and so forth. You can make that as long or as short as you want. With Sonic, the goal is to go from point A to point B on the map as fast as you freaking can so to extend that to 30 hours even with tight controls i'm just not sure and then there were some concerns by fans i think this was before the weekend um that they they were worried about the game based on everything they've seen and then sonic said they're not going to delay it based on fan worries because the test audience that they had <laughs> said that they enjoyed the game based on previous sonic titles to which everyone said what Sonic titles did they like? <laughs> that is the problem, isn't that it? That <laughs> they were so enjoying this. Were they the few that liked Sonic Frontiers? Or, uh, you know, Sonic and the Black Knight? Or Sonic Unleashed? You know, have they never played Sonic Adventure 1 and 2? Or Sonic CD? Or so Sonic Knuckles? And Chow Garden? And Chow Garden? For the record. We'll do this based on our test audience. You need a new test audience if they don't say use a child garden in your game. Yeah, that's, that's like saying, and obviously I can't speak for this, but I'm going to make the joke anyway. That's like Nintendo going in a completely different direction with Legend of Zelda after Breath of the Wild 2 and saying, uh, oh, our new test audience said that they love this new idea. Really, what Zelda games are they fans of? Oh, Wand of Gamerlon. <laughs> sure These ones like Cadence of Hyrule. That's not a Zelda game, though. Te well, not te te technically, <laughs> not technically. Um, I uh, mm, I just don't know. And we're gonna we're gonna find out soon enough because the game is gonna get more. I think this. I think the biggest problem with something for teens right now is just how they're rolling out the information. Like the, the IG yes. first thing just screwed them over in terms of yes. impressions. And then they're trying to recover with these new demos, like the one that Gerard and Golden Boy played. And they are making it sound better, but they also said that in the demo, it was completely contained and they were meant to see something. All right. So yeah, they, gotcha. Yeah, they were, they, and, I, and it's how I read it and how they said it that they, you know, they had this one area that they could do and then they played that demo multiple times so that they could like speed run it by the third time. But even then, they weren't really getting the full experience, just what they were trying to show, which is fine. That's what a demo is. But the more this is rolling out and the information that we're getting, I'm really worried about how this is going to turn out quality. Or are you just going to feel like a Sonic game? Again, I think I said this last week, the last time I saw a gameplay demo, they showed Sonic stopping. And like looking around and everything. Yes. And I know that's just because they're showing off the world and blah, blah, blah. Sonic doesn't need to stop unless he gets hit. Or he has to solve a puzzle or do a cutscene. And even that. So I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And I'm sure Tyler is like screaming at his screen right now. He's like, you don't understand Sonic, Todd. Okay, he's a <laughs> casual Sonic fan. All right. I have faith in Sonic Frontiers. Like I have faith in the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs>
Oh no! Don't don't break him that fast. Uh, <laughs> he's not here. I can break him. <laughs> I don't have to deal with the broken one. <laughs> oh wait, what's that, Tyler? You watched the Snyder cut and actually like it now. See, Tyler, I knew this was going to be another Xenoblade Chronicles two experience. We can talk about this when you return. Moving on. <laughs> Finally. There is uh, reports once again about Nintendo Direct. There was actually one that said we were going to get one yesterday at the time of this recording, but I didn't believe that. And so now the rumor is very much about the 29th, which is a Wednesday, like two weeks away, basically. I hope so, because after this lot of showcases that were, let's just say, less than impressive, um, we need a Nintendo Direct to really like sweep us away and and that all the fans can point to and go, that's how you do it. Okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we're, we're just more or less very thirsty for Direct right now, especially since this is the E3 season. And yes. yeah, and the, oh, like the, the Summer Games Fest, let, let's just call it what it is. It was pretty bleh, if anything else. It was pretty dry. Yeah. We got Crisis Core. <laughs> I mean that was due to today. Like yes, on on when yeah, this Thursday. This yeah, past Thursday. it's weird because like uh, Summer Game Fest is like I don't know counting all these other showcases as under the Summer Game Fest banner. When I don't know if it's really a Summer Game Fest banner because it's pretty much just like what other companies would have done anyway. Yeah, right, right, Job, right. Job Keely's trying to take it, trying to take credit again. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much, it's just I... like oh, we're gonna celebrate the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII with Summer Game Fest. <laughs> okay but why though <laughs> right 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 and of course like naturally we just had the microsoft and a bethesda which they were eh, they're okay i mean the only thing i was kind of happy is because they, they bring master chief to fall guys but that was the only ex ex uh, that's what i was excited i'm excited about persona coming everywhere oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh we gotta talk about that oh we gotta talk about that oh yeah <laughs> we got, i knew we forgot something okay so this something is, important. This is a lot of real important so here's the deal so here's the deal. They announced that Persona 3, 4, and 5 Royale are going to be coming to other systems, including the PC. Okay? This was the, Where did they announce this? They announced it on Xbox, Xbox Showcase. Now, yeah, yeah, the Showcase. So it's yeah, yeah. coming to the Xbox One X and S. It's going to be coming to the PS5. It's going to be coming to PC. Uh, PC slash Steam. And also the Xbox Game Pass, blah, 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 blah. So I yeah. think the day or two later, our boss, King Kid the Keith, he uh, tagged me and Will and said, hey, guys, I hope you're happy. And I literally just logged on right when he typed this. And I go, what happened? What, what happened? I was thinking, like, you know, a Nintendo Direct answer or something else. And he goes, Persona 5 on Switch. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So he sends me a link to Twitter. And the link says Atlas West, which is one of the uh, – is an official extension of Atlas. And sure enough, they show a trailer – of Persona 5 Royale on Switch, you know, announcing it and blah, blah, blah. It was it was a mix of, like, you know, gameplay footage and cutscenes and uh, official commentary from the reviewers and blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, they showed it on Switch with the Switch logo. I'm freaking out. Will's freaking out. And then Keith goes, oh, crap. And I'm like, why would he say that? And I go, <laughs> oh, no. So I go back to the Twitter handle. It's not verified, even though it says Atlas West. 
And then I scroll down, and every comment is like, wow, you almost got me, man. And I'm like, gosh, dang it! <laughs> yeah. I didn't bought it for the bit. I honestly didn't. When I saw it, I was like, that's the reason I said, boss, what the heck, you had to post this that's paper! That's the, the, I think, the third time that I saw them come up on something. Because it, it, they, it, the thing that way that they do with that Twitter handle is they have it like as a fake seven symbol with like a circle under it. So it looks like it's verified, but it's not. Jerks. Okay. And, and here's, so here's, it confuses a lot of people. Here's the funniest part. After that fake trailer went up and a lot of people bought it and some people didn't, um, the actual Atlas West, <laughs> the one with an actual verified symbol, they made a post showing the cover art, if you will, of three, four, and five, and they listed all of the platforms it was going to be on, and sure enough, the Switch was not one of them. Yeah, freaking jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just pointing it out as well, because like, uh, interesting, they updated as well that uh, Persona 5 Royale will be coming uh, to P to PS5, but we're going to the, the other two, Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden, will only be coming to PS4 only, not to Fine. PS5. So, like, it's an interesting detail of, like, yeah, they're coming to all other consoles. Oh, aside yeah. from Nintendo Switch, which is, like, Atlas is... is <laughs> Just this a slap to the face. <laughs> like, is this... Try are, you trying to, are you trying to hide something from us? Is it going to be released in this hidden direct at the end of the month? Like, are, are you just really hate the Switch? Yeah. But we're, no, Nintendo is going to get Persona 1 and 2. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we're going to get Persona Q Remaster. <laughs> oh, my lord. Now, now, to be clear... Honestly, I wouldn't mind that, though. <laughs> shut up. Persona 5 or nothing at all. Uh, now, now, look, there are some rumors saying that, yes, this is going to come out. They're just waiting for a separate announcement. Until they announce it, I'm not going to believe anything anymore. And I need to see it in a Nintendo Direct and have, like, you know, uh, uh, dang it, what's the name? The new, one of the new guys of Nintendo, like Doug Bowser or whoever, uh, with the mascot from Persona 5, the cat. Or something. <laughs> or or Just has a mask on. <laughs> or, or Miyamoto showing up and say, "Hey, you want to see something you never saw coming?" Or you know. <laughs> no, have freaking Sakurai do it because he's a he's yeah, a fan Sakurai. of the Persona series. Well, Why I not? I was gonna say Sakurai, but he doesn't do directs unless it's unless it's Smash Brothers. So maybe a cameo, I guess. But either way, until they announce an ad direct, I'm not gonna believe it. Not anymore. I've been fooled too many times. And <laughs> never forget that Atlas. I think it was before Persona Five. Sorry, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five released. They said what? Would you like from Atlas in the future? And everyone is shouting Persona 5 on Switch, and we don't get it. That's not fair. Now, on the positive side, because it's on PC, I can now get it because my gaming computer has not blown up yet. Yet. <laughs> it, I, it's making weird noises again. It's not like it's not full tilt like before, but I hear like this fluttering sound. It makes me nervous. It's like I really don't want this to go away. It's it's working for me with my home <laughs> games. I'd love to play Spider Man and Final Fantasy and Persona on my PC. Anyway, so but, yeah, we got fooled. I got fooled, and I and I hate you, fake Atlas West, for making me believe <laughs> that we finally got what we wanted. Mm -mm. And uh, also, if, once you get the Persona games on PC, I definitely try to get, play all three of them. It, it is definitely a treat. Three, yeah. four, and five are all great. <clears throat> All right, and now for our main event, uh, we're going to t talk about the new Fire Emblem game that may or may not happen and talk about <laughs> what, no need to laugh, we don't, we, we don't really know, but we're going to talk about what we think could be in it, what should be in it, and what would be fun. So gentlemen, let's be game makers. All right, so uh, 
Scott, I want you to take lead on this one because you have played their games. Yes. So based on what we do know and what got, I'm gonna say guts. Uh, yes, based on what guts from Berserk has done in the past, <laughs> to kill everyone. Um, based on what Gus has done in the past, what do you feel we could get from this potential Fire Emblem collaboration? So my guess is it will be a turn-based, not necessarily tactical-based um, from Fire Emblem, which I feel like a lot of the fans might not like. But I personally will love it. But I think one thing that they will always do really well on is their animations as well as their character models. Pretty much everything else they don't really care about. Like, if you look at the textures or stuff, they're just usually shiny stuff you can grab. Right, 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 right. But the character textures, the weapon textures, usually animations and, like, attack animations are usually extremely polished and tight. I think what I want out of this one, especially because some of the what was talked about in, like, the leak was that you were, like, summoning older characters from the Fire Emblem series to, like, help you out. I was wondering if they would either A, do it in a vein of like World of Final Fantasy, where mm. you like unlock and get more fire, like of those characters that you can utilize in battle. And then you can be able to basically um, switch and mix and match between like your characters that you have with like maybe either an OC or like one big character that's like the lead of everything. And knowing Gus Studios, they pro they don't usually do OC characters. It's usually always like a very pronounced main character that has either a side character or like two side characters that focused with all the other characters is kind of just like supporting them. So what I'm hoping this is, is it's more like the Sophie 2 battle system. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where you can get up to eight characters, because honestly, that's one problem of like... Um, turn-based especially like jrpg turn-based systems is you have like a three or four character limit but with a series like fire emblem which has a humongous vein of characters to choose from you probably want more than just three or four at a time especially because like in the tactical base sense you will have say i don't know eight to ten characters going through the map and sometimes you can have like giant battles that have like three or four armies on the map of like six or seven like commanders of each army right right, right. like what, what we currently have with three hosts but that's team that's omega force yeah, yeah yeah so something like that in the sense of like the scope but i think that i would love the eight character party limit so that you could actually switch like you could actually see a difference between mixing and matching and my guess is that they will establish like a rock paper scissors system that fire emblem already does have with like the infantry swordsmen the weapon, Archer. Triangle, the weapon triangle. Yeah. yeah, the weapon triangle. Very possible. Um, I like that idea for the simple reason that, and this was this ties into one of the rumors that was stated for the from the Emily Rogers. She said that it you the character would be able to summon different characters from Fire Emblem history. So basically, like Faye, but on an RPG level, like an actual RPG level. Yep. And mm -hmm. I like that idea because they could basically be taking Faye and putting it into like a like a Super Mario RPG kind of setting. Right, 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 yes. right, 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 yeah. right, right. Which I, which is what I wanted with uh I don't remember if you were here for this one, Scott, but my Super Nintendo RPG idea. Where basically it's it's Smash Brothers but in an RPG setting. <laughs> so and I think this will be a cool idea and you know what no matter how you summon the characters, you can mix and match and you get all the lords and the magicians and the tacticians and all that and you can have a unique story. Um I like I like the idea of having like a large party because like that almost demands that you get that you try out a bunch of characters. 
Yep. Um, especially if at the beginning all you get are swordsmen. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm not, all the swordsmen. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a thing with Fire Emblem, them loving their swordsmen, but it's, it's a thing. So, so you know, you when you look at most of their pronounced characters, they like to, you know, put in the forefront of everything. It's always the swordsmen. <laughs> Ike, Marth, Krom, Roy, uh, crap. Biolithinos. Biolithinos. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Chez. <laughs> Chez has two swords now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, you need you need your archers. You need your uh, heavy arc. Your, your heavy armor units. You need your cavalry. You need your magicians, obviously. So there's a lot of ways you could play it. Even if you only take like how many how many Fire Emblem games are there? Official ones like ten. Yeah, yeah. Go like take, go take. So yeah. even if you take like let's just say. Um, five characters from each, so that's fifty characters across the whole game, and from fifty characters, yeah, across the whole game from all the franchises. Plus your OCs, I'm sure there will, like I said, there's going to be at least one or two, and that's that's a big enough party to where you can you know mix and match and have infinite replayability to see like you know how you can make your best team or whatnot. Um, I like that potential, and that would be very different from Fire Emblem, while still maintaining the whole "I'm controlling an army," you know, step by step kind of way. Yes. So, <laughs> that I like the potential. Okay, now tell me, is there like a how does leveling work in mm. in the Gusts game? So usually leveling is based on like the experience points. Okay. Um, but they also have like equipment is usually in most of like the Gust games is based on gathering stuff right 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 right. so gathering like items or gathering like well a lot of things they do is gathering different types of flowers or herbs <laughs> to make into something else so crafting <laughs> yes lots of crafting there is a lot of crafting. or in this case alchemy yep <laughs> alchemy yeah oh. And even in like the uh, Blue Reflections game series that oh, yeah, they yeah, do, yeah. there is a lot of customization with accessories okay that I can which all, not just like you can have some that do change your appearance, but most of the time they just change either stats or they change like attack speeds, or they'll even like give you a debuff to give you a buff on something else, which isn't very like not part of the course for RPGs, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> now, let's see how I would like that interpreted here. Um, I, I like the idea of accessories. I like, you know, one or two slots per character. Yes. Debuffs or, um, you know, increased speed or reflections or whatever. Because especially in, in certain games like uh, the, the Telia Saga, you could equip certain skills. Uh, they would have like a meter that you could equip a certain amount, like a renewal, which would give you health every turn. Or Ike obviously had Aether, which is a special attack. Yep. So I could see that. I don't want. I wouldn't want crafting because there really isn't that in Fire Emblem. No, not really. And not, and not, and not even in Three Houses, which was the more expansive one. There was teaching, you know, to you know get better, uh, get your better classes over time. But... Yeah, most of the gathering in like Three Houses was for like gifts or presents you yeah. would find. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. So right, I wouldn't right. want that. But if they had like a a system to where like they had the seals, obviously. So yeah. finding those could work because in like almost every game there is an advancement of class. So finding the seals to get better and then obviously having the characters reach a certain level before they transform, that would be in line with Fire Emblem. So I wouldn't mind that per se. Um, I, def I want accessories. I wouldn't mind skills or maybe unlocking skills if they get a certain level or achieve certain feats or whatnot. 
Yeah, usually Gus likes to employ the skill tree system. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which can work to an extent. I mean, it, it's that's not in Fire Emblem, but that doesn't yeah. need to be added in the right way. Yeah, so, that you mean you could probably use like skill trees as also a way of unlocking classes if you really wanted to use it like, like that, that way. I like that. That could that could be fun. So uh, and obviously the some of the skill trees they can unlock is just like attack plus two. Uh, defense plus three or whatever and then yep. have like a special ability or whatnot like uh ex like extra defense if you're next to an armored unit or whatnot which is not unlike what we get in, in fey with all the different attributes that we can add to our characters so the potential is there all right uh what, what else would you say is a key thing that they would need to add to the game to make it playable scott like and playable in a fireable sense. <laughs> I know one thing that you may not like about Gus Studios is they oh, are big boy. on fan service. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so odds are there will be <laughs> if Gus Studios gets control, like full control, if they don't get anyone to rein them in, you'll probably have a lot of waifus in there. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Clark, you guys have a lot of capitalism again. We already have enough figures of Camilla Darja and Rest yes. of Yep, yep. Yep. So most likely you'll get you'll get all your your famous Camilla moments. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the worst part is earlier you said that Gus was Gus was known for their cosmetics. Gee, I wonder what cosmetics they would use for the female characters. Usually swimsuits are some of the first uh, they add. <laughs> I mean, have you not do you not remember the first Hyrule War uh not Hyrule uh, uh Final Fire Emblem Warriors game? Like oh, do yeah. you not remember that? <laughs> no, actually I don't. Did they have swimsuits in that one? It was close. They had armed garments in a sense. It was close. Yeah, I didn't get any. I didn't really look too much at the DLC of Fire Emblem Warriors, to be honest. I, I, I beat the, that, honestly, not unlike the first Hyrule Warriors, I beat the game and then I never, I never played it again. Never thought about it again. It was fine for what it was, but it wasn't all that. But right. yeah, I mean, Fire Emblem Warriors story was serviceable, yeah. but the, there was, wasn't a reason deep. to replay it. The, the it is definitely not Fire Emblem. They were like just demons, and like that's not really what yeah. it was about. It, it wasn't even like just regular demons, like the like the respawn. It was you know like polygonal monsters. You know, not like what you find in Sonic Frontiers. See, now I lost my train of thought because they were. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I still see this as, you know, they're they're gonna take the age of calamity approach and so, you know, fan service, you know, that's almost unavoidable. But if yes. they at least try and keep it tame, they won't. But at least if they try <laughs> look, let's not forget that in the first Hyrule Warriors game, the main female villain was Yeah. She yeah, was, she yeah. Yeah, she was a fan service stalker. He was late. all fan service. Yeah, Which a... to be fair, that is also a Koei Tecmo thing, but that's oh, usually a mega force. And don't but... forget again, they did add, add a true form mint as well, which arguably is was very attractive as well. Arguably. But, but I mean she's 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 attractive with class. Yes, yeah, right. true. She's attractive with class. That other lady, the lady from Hyrule she Warriors, is like Minna doesn't have to attract you with her lingerie. <laughs> no. well, fair enough, fair enough. Curves, okay. <laughs> when I when I say I was looking at Minna's eyes, you dang better believe I was looking at her actual eyes because she's she was so pretty. Even she was like, "What's wrong? Am I so beautiful that you can't talk now?" A nice little wink to the audience. You know? <laughs> and then she shatters at mirror, and we can never see her again. And I, my heart broke, obviously. But no, like that. The character from Hyrule Warriors was literally a fan service stalker of Link, and it's just like that was a choice. 
Yeah, so odds are there will be fan service if Gus Studios and like Koei Tecmo don't get any like big raining in. Which, to be fair with the Switch, they don't get a lot of rain in, but that's I think that's true. because. <laughs> so Again, they, they like, do, like, do a you lot want to put this thing on the PS4? <laughs> Obviously not. They're not going to allow that, so why not bring it on the Switch? I don't, I don't that's the ironic part. I think that because of like the censorship thing that Sony is doing now with like whenever you have a T rating, they very heavily focus on like removing fan service type stuff. Whereas Switch lets you go all out. <laughs> mm, mm. Never, never forget Second Kagura, right? Well, <laughs> so yeah, okay. So fan service. All right, that's automatic four out of five for me. <laughs> yeah, so you played the game, and you've already got a four out of five. Nintendo, you got better watch yourselves. Um, but I think that Gust will do a good job. I hope of the story. I just hope that they don't pull a fairy tale. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fairy Tales problem was they started in the middle of the series and they ended near the, the before the very last fight. Ah, that's an odd choice. And the worst part about it is they didn't explain anything. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people who first got the game of Fairy Tale were very confused, and especially those who were like reviewing the game were just like, "What is going on?" Because they don't explain what's going on. If you're a fairy tale fan, you love it because you already know what's going on, what's going to happen. But if you weren't, you were just lost. Yeah, so it's like it's like a Dragon Ball fan playing Tenkaichi three and not being told the story beforehand. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. right. Not near, not nearly as good at the story, except. But I, if when they have their own original stories, they do well, really well work. They do really good with establishing and giving good pacing and doing good character interaction moments. Fair. I think their biggest like pro for Gus Studios is their character reactions and oh, their yeah, interactions yeah, with yeah, each yeah. other. They're really heavy on relationships between characters. And no, not just in like the lovey-dovey way, but actually like with actual development. Development. Yeah. Which 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 fits with Fire Emblem with a support system. Yes. And I have no doubt that not unlike Fire Emblem Warriors, they will you will get the interactions of, you know, characters that might lead to lead to relationships so because that sadly is fire warriors or fire <laughs> whatever and, uh, <laughs> i still can't believe we're getting tea time again in warriors it's just like really you, you, you could have left in hopes and we didn't hopes. need yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I said the uh okay uh, actually on that note uh cut scenes do they have them typically? yes okay yes they do mm -hmm. a lot of them and it's just good. <laughs> no that's good because this would not only help flesh out the world, but this would connect to the other comment of the of Emily Rogers, where she said that the graphics are going to be a step above Three Houses, and yep. Three Houses, of course, has some very beautiful cutscenes. So if they're able to translate that into this game, whatever it is, and yeah. have them frequently and have the good character actions, obviously we're going to have voice acting because that's now yep. a Fire Emblem staple. Yep. Um, I I can look forward to that. That's good. Yeah, um, they have lots of cutscenes, lots of good animations. Like they are, <laughs> honestly, I feel like. In a lot of their games, half the game is cutscenes. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Metal Gear Solid treatment, gotcha. Yeah, so they have a lot of cutscenes, but they also have a, another thing that, that's famous of Gus Studios is they have a lot, and I mean a lot, of extra content. Oh, yeah, so After yeah, you're yeah. done with the story, you can easily pour hundreds of hours into games. And usually there's a lot of, like, it's not just boring stuff. There is some boring stuff, but they have a lot of, like, side quests and things that generally you wouldn't think you'd be enjoying but actually do kind of deal where you solve different puzzles to get spe like 
treasure chests and stuff like that. Like, they have a lot of excess content that's not associated with the story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. If I recall correctly, even some of their games, like, you could easily break their systems, uh, like, the gameplay system, just to make the ultimate weapon or, I don't know, get the true form Yamato off, like, Fire Emblem Face. Like, basically get yeah. these broken weapons for your characters. Yeah, right, so right, to right. an example, I'd say it'd be uh, the fairy tale game. After you beat the story, the game gives you a whole lot of stuff to do with the guild, and not only can you reach like level 100, but then you can prestige yourself up to six times to keep your stats and then go back to level one and then increase more to another level 100 and then keep doing that for like six more times. You're basically like level 700 by the end of the game if you do all the excess stuff. So there is a lot you can do. Okay, okay. All right, so kind of wrapping up. As I'm not gonna say the expert, but like as the one who understands what Gus is doing and everything, you think that there do you feel that there is a lot of potential that this could be something good? Yes. Okay. What my only issue would be how Koei Tecmo localizes what they do. Yep, yep, yep. That is definitely a, a cause for concern. Yes, yes. <laughs> Koei Tecmo is really good at some games and really bad with others when that's it comes true. to localization that's true i mean again they're not under the like the watchful eye of nintendo like with the age calamity like now yeah. what like with the collaboration with intelligence systems which yeah. arguably like yeah if, if they if intelligence systems can keep an eye on uh core Techno and gus regarding to yeah uh, other things like keep it on the, on that series side a little bit of fire Emblem series then sure we have no problems but yeah. again Koi Tech One Gus. Again, they like to go extreme now and then, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. so, but sadly, so does ex- intelligent systems, as seen with Faye. Yeah. <laughs> true that. True, I, true, I do true. That intelligent systems could be the reigner, if you will, the reigning in person, because they want to make sure that their franchise is shown in this new way, in a fair and fun way. Yes. Because, and, and let's, let's be clear. Even though I am, I am a little worried, especially the whole "oh, it's been done for a year, and we're just waiting to announce it." Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> there's nothing to say that it can't branch out into new directions. You know, uh, who would have thought that Legend of Zelda would work as, as a Warriors game, and that the sequ- the second one that they do would be absolutely as great as the first one in its own way? Or Pokemon. Look at how many spinoffs they had. We have a Pokemon photography game. Gosh dang it! By the way, Pokemon Snap is now on Nintendo Switch Online. And po and Pokemon <laughs> and Pokemon. <laughs> And po- oh, Pokken! Yeah, Pokken! Yeah. Or how about, do you, do you remember Pokemon Conquest? That is an underrated oh, Pokemon dungeon. gem. Oh, that man, is that an is, underrated oh. Pokemon gem. So, like, and there, there's another one that's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a totally different kind of Pokemon style, and, you know, oh, this can't work, then you play it, and you're like, no, it kind of does. Sometimes you do have to give it at least the chance to fail. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> if you hate it just because, oh, I'm going to be summoning characters instead of, like, playing as them, then, you know, you don't know. Again, there's so much we don't know about this game, how it's going to look, how it's going to play, what it's going to sound like and feel like. Uh, or look at Mario and Rabbids. Like, we, <laughs> Ubisoft we... apparently made that work somehow. <laughs> exactly. We were blasting that when we thought that was a real game and it was, or that was a fake game. And then it came out and we're like, you know what? That actually looks good. It played great, and now we can't wait for the sequel that'll hopefully come out before Final Fantasy Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, so right. We got we got to have at least a little faith, at least for now. And then, should we fail? Should they fail? Then we'll not to try this again. But we got to give them the chance to fail. Yes. Okay. I'd rather have the game and it not be good than never have the game and wonder if it yep. would be. Yep. 
Exactly. Yep. A, a, a wonderful way of putting it. All right. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Rain Tan Podcast. Ah! Yes. Okay. I'm glad you're here, here, Tyler. Now, our poll question this week will be, how scared of, are you of Sonic Frontiers? Uh, are you <laughs> a, kind of scared. B, super scared. C, Sonic Underground scared. It's a deep cut. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Or D, Sonic kissing the princess scared. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. It's the princess kissing Sonic scared. It, you know, it's, it's the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the same difference. You know, it's levels of fear. Okay. You got to let me know. You got that, Tyler? Thank you, Tyler. Go 76ers. Anyway. <laughs> and, uh, of course, let us know what you thought of all the other topics, including do you think we're going to get that Nintendo Direct before the end of the month? What did you think about the uh, interesting reveal about what Pokemon Red or Green almost was? Uh, are you happy for Charles Martinet that he's going to be in a Dragon Ball movie? I still can't believe I get to say that. Uh, <laughs> he's in a Dragon Ball movie. Uh, have you played the Sunbreak demo? And what do you think about it? And are you excited for Live Alive? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Ty. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. Thank <laughs> you.